Well, good morning and welcome to our Monday morning motivational call for Team Glacken. This is Senior Master Coordinator Jennifer Glacken, and I'm going to be your moderator and host this morning. Every Monday we get together to get our business off on the right foot, and I say this every time I run this call, that when you work in a corporate job or you have a place that you have to be at um, with responsibilities, there's always somebody looking over your shoulder, making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. And the beauty and the challenge of a Shackley business is that we have to do that for ourselves. So if you're really good at disciplining yourself and making sure that you're holding yourself accountable, then you're going to have huge success when you run your own business. If that's been a struggle for you, then you have to figure out how to build some skill sets in so that you can hold your feet to the fire so that you can reach your goals. So it always sounds so simple, but that's why we come together on a regular basis, just to keep our head in the right place, to be thinking about Shackley and to have some level of accountability around our business. So we do our Monday calls and our Saturday team calls. We've got group events, and I know a bunch of you were just down in, um, in Florida at the Big Tampa event, which was fantastic this past weekend. Um, but today's topic, we're actually going to talk about something that we've talked about previously. We actually, as a team, did a training on it, but it's been quite a while. And I don't think actually most of you who are on this call here were in the training because it was, it was a number of years ago. We actually worked through a book called Overcoming Under-Earning by Barbara Stanny. And some of you may have read that book outside of our, our group discussion. Maybe some of you have heard of it before. But really the concept is that we have background stuff that has happened for us that has sort of set up our belief in ourselves of how much money we can earn. So when we come to the Shackley table and we look at how we're going to build a Shackley business, we have some preconceived notions of even how much money we can earn before we ever start building a Shackley business. Now, there are people who are in Shackley who have kept themselves at the $50,000 a year mark, some at the $20,000 a year mark, some even at the $100,000 or $200,000 a year mark, and they sort of keep themselves there because that's all they believe they can earn. And that's really the concept of overcoming under-earning, um, as the, the title of the book is. So before we dive into some of that discussion, I want to just sort of do a poll here. How many of you have heard of this book before? How many of you have read it? Any thoughts on even just the concept of overcoming under-earning before we dive into the actual call? Any thoughts on it so far? Hey, it's Laureen. I never heard of it, but I'm going to get it today. <laughs> <laughs> it's what a good one. Hi, <laughs> this is Debbie. I haven't heard of it, but I'd like to know more. Okay, awesome. Anybody Hi, this else? Is anybody... Hey there, Trista. Hi, I remember hearing of it years ago, but um, I haven't read it either, and I know this has been a struggle for me. Like, I, I have not gone past a certain earning place with Shackley yet, so I, I can't wait to hear this topic and read the book. Awesome, awesome. Jennifer, it's Anybody Dorothy, else? and I have not heard it, but it's on my book list now. Okay. <laughs> And we have a few folks who just dropped into the call, and we're talking about the book Overcoming Under-Earning by Barbara Stanny. And so we were just sort of doing a poll here before we dive into a discussion around it just to see if anybody has heard of the book before, read the book before. So Overcoming Under-Earning by Barbara Stanny. Has anybody read it or heard about it? I'll take that as a no. So... Her whole book hits the premise of there's a five-step plan to a richer life, and the majority of it is inside work that we have to do inside of our own heads. So I'm going to ask you guys three questions, and I want you to just think about it honestly for yourself and just answer it in your head. You don't have to yell anything out, but answer honestly in your head or even jot it down on paper. I'll give you a couple seconds to answer each question. So the first question is, when it comes to money, 
Are you controlled by fear? So when it comes to money, are you controlled by fear? That's a yes or no question. Second question is, do you underestimate your worth? Do you underestimate your worth? And then the third and final question of this section, are you ready to go to the next level but can't seem to get there? Are you ready to go to the next level but you can't seem to get there? So those are the three questions. So just sort of do a quick assessment for yourself. And if you answered yes to any of the three, you may be an under-earner. So when you think of what, it, what does it mean to be an under-earner, it's really about people who self-sabotage, that they actually don't live up to their earnings potential. And Barbara Stanley has done some research of top earners, low earners. I mean, she, she really sort of scanned the whole demographic of people. And, and tend, it tends to be more women than men that are under-earners. I, I, this, we've only got women on the call today unless there's some men listening in. Um, but would you guys agree that you think that women tend to earn less than women? What is everybody's thought on that? I know we've got some people who've been in high-powered jobs before. So what are your thoughts? Do you guys agree with that? I totally agree, Claire. Yeah. Did you do you experience that out in the work environment, Claire? Yeah, I think any woman who comes into the workforce or is negotiating for a new job, um, there's study after study that women won't apply to jobs that they don't already have all the skills for, and then will. They'll say, okay, well, I'll, I'll figure that out later. And then right. women also... Um, underestimate or when they're saying what they would like to earn, they'll mm-hmm. they'll bring it down 10, 15%. They, we just never put our full value out at first uh, or even higher so that we can negotiate to what we want. Very rare. Right. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it's just it's shocking, isn't it? It's like some of those deep-seated things that, and it's not even necessarily how we were raised. Some of it is how we were raised, but a lot of it even comes from societal pressure. You know, there's a lot of things that happen out in, quote, unquote, society out in the world that sort of validate some of those pieces. So for those of you just dropping into the call, I just saw a bunch of folks fall into the call. We're talking about the book Overcoming Under Earning by Barbara Stanny. As a team, we, we did some training on this a couple of years ago. We actually had one of the certified coaches who is um, licensed to teach the training come in and teach and do the training for us. And so I know some of you have heard of it before. We're sort of just talking about overcoming under-earning, so please feel free to jump in at any point. Let me just make a couple other comments from Barbara's book. She says, whether people make $10 an hour or earn a six-figure income, if you live paycheck to paycheck, if you're in debt and you have a high tolerance for low pay, you're probably an under-earner. And so think about that for a second. Do you use all of your money? Do you live paycheck to paycheck or do you have Lots of money that you're stocking away and saving. Do you have lots of debt that you're trying to get out from under? Do you have a high tolerance for low pay, just willing to take any kind of money that's coming in? So maybe you, you take that $15 an hour job when you're really worth you know, $100 an hour, something like that. And ironically, a lot of people that are in this boat work really, really hard. And the stories that are shared in the Overcoming Under Earning book 
um, are really powerful stories. And, and when you read them, it's just sort of like, oh, gosh, you know, she's worth so much more. And yet we all do it ourselves to a certain extent. So any thoughts, any comments on what we've said so far? Jennifer, this is Trista. As you're talking about this, I noticed, like, um, I was just thinking back through the years since I haven't been in the actual workforce, you know, outside of my Shackley business, just raising children. And, you know, people say, oh, it's a priceless job. And so it, it, it really is. And for me, sometimes that's my excuse not to push myself harder in Shackley. And even my husband, he's absolutely wonderful. And he'll say things, you don't have to worry about making money, it's fine, you know, you have the most important job in the world. And then I'm going, oh, well, then my Shackley business isn't as important. So I think Mm -hmm. that kind of reinforces some of the childhood beliefs that I've brought through my life with me, too. Well, that's really, really important, and thanks for being vulnerable and sharing that, because one of the first steps that Barbara has everybody do for themselves is to tell the truth. And we have to be honest with ourselves about our situation. And so you just sharing that, Trista, is you being honest with yourself, right? If you've got a spouse that's saying, hey, you don't have to earn any money, you're like, okay, well, I don't have to earn any money, right? So I, I don't have to. And sometimes when we don't have to, we don't. Or it's easier not to, right? What are some other thoughts that are coming up for you as you're hearing the information so far? Hi, this is Debbie. I like um, the way earn money sounds better than I like the word work. Mm. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Does work imply that it's hard? or what, 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 bring, what does work imply for you when you hear the word work versus earn money? Um, I just I think earn money is more specific. Um, work could be, you know, anything. I've been known to chase a twenty dollar bill before, <laughs> um, and not work on my business. You know, at the same time I'm doing both. So okay, I just think that earn money is more revolves more around the value of myself. Mm, I like that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. What else is coming up for folks as you're hearing the information so far? Hey, it's Lorraine. I heard Lorraine. I heard your name, so why don't you go ahead and go first, and then the other person who's starting to speak can go second. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I think it's so powerful that, you know, a lot of times, when, um, you know, we, we share the Shockley Opportunity, the compensation plan, you know, I'll say, you know, we were taught to, you know, go to school, work hard, get a job, blah, 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 right? And I think the working hard thing is, is something that I've just really realized in the last probably 36 months is a, is a piece that even though, I know it's better to work smart than it is to work hard. I think that ingrained piece is there. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on navigating that into the, you know, working smart, just like we're doing with Shackley, working smart, time leveraging, 
but I think that ingrained message is is very profound. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, that's why I asked Debbie that question about what work implied to her, because I think sometimes when we think about work, it's got to be so hard, and it's almost like we've got to be out digging ditches and sweaty and just like it's got to be so hard. And does it really have to be hard? When you look at some of the billionaires, I mean, when I look at Roger Barnett, I don't really think of him as being out in the ditch sweating, you know, making his billions. I think of him as being a smart businessman who has strategically done different things, whether it's the investments that he's made or the, the decisions that he's made to buy this business, that business, whatever, that's, that's helped him along the path. And so that's that whole smart versus working hard. Let me walk through a couple of the points here as far as the five steps that will help you have a richer life, but even more importantly, you'll have greater peace of mind and you'll be a little bit more empowered. And so these relate to what Barbara Sanning is teaching people to do in terms of your view of money and how to handle money. So the first thing is to tell the truth, which I was just mentioning earlier when Trista was sharing, because you have to figure out what's not working and analyze why it's not working in order to move and change. And there's a tremendous power in just telling yourself the truth. I don't know if you've ever experienced this before. Um, I can remember, and I'll be very vulnerable here and share something that happened a long time ago to me, but I remember after I had had my second child, I was with one of my girlfriends, and we were sitting there and we were actually eating cupcakes. I remember distinctly because you'll, you'll know why we go through this conversation, but I was eating a cupcake and I made a comment to her about how I felt like I had lost my baby weight um, from my second child, my daughter, Kelsey. And my girlfriend looked at me and she said, seriously? She said, you haven't lost your baby weight. As a matter of fact, you still look like you're pregnant. And she was being a friend. And in that moment of, oh, my goodness, I mean, I couldn't believe she had said that. But I, and I, I, I remember welling up with tears and I was really upset about it. But I went home and had sort of that, that moment of truth with myself, looking at myself face-to-face in the mirror and saying, I haven't lost the baby weight, and if I want to lose the baby weight, I need to get into action and not be sitting there eating cupcakes. But I remember that moment of just being honest with myself and how it felt. And I think, you know, obviously we're talking about something completely different on this call. We're talking about overcoming under earnings. But we have to be honest with ourselves about our belief about money. We have to be honest about how we view money. Um, I've had people tell me things that came from their family conversation. You know, there's some family conversation where they'll say money is the root of all evil. I don't know if any of you have ever heard that before. But when we let some of those things sit within us, if money is the root of all evil, then who wants to go get money, right? Like you don't want to you don't want to be the root of all evil. And you know, money makes people do bad things. You know, there's just a lot of different conversation in people's head that comes from how they were raised. But the first step is to tell the truth with yourself and stop denying or diminishing any difficulties you have with money because you can't do anything different until you do. Your first peek at that truth is probably going to cause some panic, you know, for some of us. And I know we've all probably had that moment of, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's really my situation. But situations can rapidly improve once you take off the blindfold. So the first step is to tell the truth. And so I'll just pause here and just see if anybody's got any other comments that you'd like to make around that, and then I'll go to... Number two, any thoughts around that? Okay. And you know something, I'm just realizing that I didn't ask. I know Laureen spoke and I said there was somebody else who was going to speak and then I didn't actually call on that other person. Did somebody else have something you wanted to say? And I apologize for that. Uh, It's me. Thanks, Jennifer. I appreciate it. It's Claire. You're welcome. So the one thing, and it kind of goes into number one, but... um, you know, 
in the conversation and the comments about working versus earning money, you know, I think in in light of what we're trying to achieve with our Shackley businesses, you know, the term income-producing activities, you know, you can say, oh, you know, that's important. But if you tie it into our own self-respect and what we believe about earning money, it really can incentivize us if we respect ourselves or we want to change our perception about earning money and telling ourselves the truth, those items and that focus could really, you know, become more clear on that phrase, income-producing activities. We can, you know, tie that into taking care of ourselves. Right. Well, and I love the term income-producing activity, and and sometimes it's telling ourselves the truth about that too, right? If we're spending hours and hours and hours writing up this beautiful newsletter, or we can use the newsletter that Shackley's already got created in the back office, you know, those are two, we could do something that's more income producing by going out and talking to people. But sometimes just telling ourselves the truth around that is also really important. Okay, number two, make a decision. Nothing happens until you make a conscious, committed decision that your financial success is a priority. And so we have to make that decision. We have to truly decide. So, and a decision isn't the same as having a want or a goal, and, and I think we all know that. We've said so many times, you know, a dream is, is a goal without a deadline, you know, and, and so sometimes we, we dream about things, but we want to we create a concrete plan of action. We want to know the direction we're going in, and so we have to make a decision around our finances to go in that direction. And... You know, the, the beauty of this step is that you don't need to have a plan all figured out. You just have to decide that your finances are going to be a priority. And decisions really are like magnets. They attract all sorts of opportunities, but we have to make that decision. So how many of you are, are sitting here wrestling with this and thinking, gosh, I'd like to make a different financial decision in my Shackley business? You know, maybe you feel like you're worth 100000 Maybe you feel like you're worth 200000 and you're sort of wrestling inside of yourself with, okay, I have to make a different decision around my Shackley business. Is anybody willing to maybe share any of those types of thoughts that are coming up right now? Hi, Jennifer. Hi. It's, it's Laureen. Okay, so in reference to what you just said, I think it's very, very interesting inquiry and coming off such a powerful weekend I think what I'm getting in touch with is is getting a little bit more away from like the robotics of what I'll speak for myself I want to accomplish and, and what really jumped out at me this weekend is really having the belief around whatever goal or place you want, you, you see yourself, you know, with Shackley, really, you know, backing that up with that belief. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that really that really hit home. Like, I think I believe, but do I believe? You know what I mean? And that's, that's what came up for me this weekend. Well, the belief is critical. Right, And the belief, though, I think sometimes we have to have the decision and then build the belief around the decision. And sometimes it can go in reverse. But when we make a decision, so let's just say we make a decision to change ranks or we make a decision to go on a trip to Costa Rica. 
then we have to come up with the belief around that, and that's a lot of times where the affirmation cards come in, where our videos, vision videos and vision boards come in, that every day we're keeping our goal in front of us and we're building belief around, of course I can do it. Yes, I can do it. I can make that happen. And then we're creating the action plan to go in that direction to make it happen. Well, it's the same with an income level. It's the same with any decision that we make around our goals. And that belief is critical, so I appreciate you sharing that. Let's go on to number three. Number three is to stretch yourself. All of the opportunities to make the decision, to change our thinking, um, even to be honest with ourselves, sometimes it lies without it lies outside of our comfort zone because that's you know we're we're in a comfort zone, we're doing things day in and day out habitually that support our comfort zone. And we've got to get out of our comfort zone when we want to make more money, when we want to build a strong, successful Shackley business, when we want to attract team members, all of those pieces. We have to get out of our comfort zone. And so we really have to stretch ourselves beyond what we find comfortable. So there's going to be fear. There's going to be discomfort. There's going to be resistance. There's something that's called cognitive dissonance that we've talked about on calls before, which is that feeling of being uncomfortable. And when we're in that uncomfortable place, our body is fighting to get back to comfortable. Our mind is fighting to get back to comfortable. And you see people, you know, when you see people yo-yo diet, they're, they're more comfortable heavy or they're more comfortable super skinny. Maybe they were trying to gain weight. There are people who step into a successful role and then they fall back because they didn't do the belief work. They didn't change their inner thinking. So you'll see people, they'll, they'll even in Shackley, somebody will hit master coordinator and then they fall back because they were really more comfortable at key or senior key or somewhere in there, and it didn't. they hadn't done the inside work to evolve and step into that next role. So we have to stretch ourselves, but we have to build the belief along the way because we want it to be a life-changing change and a, and, a, and a true change. We don't want it just to be temporary that we're going to fall back. So are there any thoughts around stretching yourself and getting out of your comfort zone? What are some thoughts around that piece? And, and we're specifically talking this morning overcoming under-earning, but we can use it in any aspect of our Shackley business, so you can share anything here. Any thoughts around that? Hey, Jennifer, it's Dorothy. Um, hey. This brings back what Heather even said. Mike Lorraine had said um, we had a powerful weekend, and thank you to all that made that happen. But, you know, when Heather said it, that a lot of it is mindset that we can do anything, but first we have to want to. Mhm. I think right. it's so big. You know, you you have to want to get out of your own way sometimes, and it's like, and, and now it's like I have to set some serious goals to make all that happen because I do know that even we get in our own way sometimes. So yeah, it's about getting out of that comfort zone. It sure is. And it's finding what's going to push us out of our comfort zone, right? Sometimes it's a it's a startling, life-threatening situation. Other times it's just making a decision. So we've got to figure out what's going to trigger us to get out of our own way. Any other thoughts around that so far? So we've got the three steps so far. So we've got tell the truth, make a decision, and stretch yourself. Number four is to create community. The people you hang out with radically affect your ability to succeed or not. I'm going to read that sentence one more time. The people you hang out with radically affect your ability to succeed or not. 
though, under earners tend to operate either in isolation or they gravitate to pe- towards people who are pessimists, people who are worry warts, people who are negative, people who want to hold them back. Because maybe if you're successful, you're going to sort of highlight this person's lack of success. High earners, however, surround themselves with people who cheer them on and inspire them to aim higher. And I want to throw something out here. I think that's actually one of the reasons why people love to go to Shackley meetings, because it is a very supportive, positive environment. And too often when we leave the Shackley meetings or we leave the Shackley environment, we go back to a place that isn't always as supportive and positive. So we have to look on a day-in and day-out basis Who are you spending your time with? So the people that are complaining to you that they don't like the taste of the product or I'm not going to build the business anymore because of X, Y, Z, or there's a problem with shipping, or, you know, the people who are always bringing up all of the negatives, is that really who you want to build your team with? My guess is probably not. Now, do we have some challenges? Yes. And I want to just clarify something here. You are supposed to go up with your challenges. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, I said something negative to Jennifer, that is 100% okay because you are supposed to come to me with challenges and the negatives. What I'm talking about here is the community day in and day out. I'm not with you 24-7 day in and day out, and you're not complaining to me 24-7, okay? So take that out of your mind. If you said something negative, that's okay because you're supposed to go for the challenges. I'm talking about your tribe, your community. Who are you hanging around with? Are you hanging around with people who are pulling you to be better, or are you hanging around with people who are keeping you small? Really important question. And I'll pause here and just let anybody add any comments. Is there anything anybody would like to share about that? And Jennifer, how you set her up? Hi. Oh, sorry, I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, um, you're fine. You know, I think the thing, too, to remember when you're getting there is, if you don't have that circle or to get that circle in your head 24-7 is to listen to podcasts that are in the industry of other leaders. And I've really been making sure that I'm doing that. So when any time I have downtime, I have um, network marketing, um, you know, leadership uh, podcasts playing in the background continuously all day long. And it's amazing how that starts to shift your thinking quickly. And the fact that you may not have a circle of friends. Um, you know, I'm always in the process of looking at where my friends' heads are at, what their income levels are, and what they are saying. And if you're not in a situation that you can adjust that or find people that where you want to go to, then use those podcasts as the people that you are associating with because that affects your thinking. So that's a great way or tool you can use um, while you're in the process of adjusting your friends or all the time. Absolutely, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, Teresa. And I'm just going to make one suggestion, and this is going to be a pretty bold suggestion here. I'm going to really suggest that everybody listen to the Eric Worre podcast. And you might be thinking, well, gosh, I'm listening to motivational stuff, or I'm listening to something from John Maxwell, or I'm listening to something from somebody for over here, or somebody over here. Eric Worre teaches and trains about professionalism in our industry. He teaches about the validity of our industry. He brings in all sorts of people who are in our industry to do positive motivational talks about why they've been successful, where they've gotten to in their business. It just keeps your head in the network marketing business, and that's the industry that we're in, folks. And truly, that's the place that I see that more people than not 
need the support. That's really where we need to keep our head entrenched. And like what Teresa was saying, listening to that all day, every day, whenever I have downtime, even when I'm working on updates to different materials, when I'm doing my thank you notes, all that type of stuff, I always have the Eric Worre stuff in the background. And I actually purchased um, one of his GoPro events, the live streaming events a couple years ago. And I'm re-listening to that even right now because it's just really good stuff. So let me wrap up here with point number five, and I will be teaching and training on overcoming under-earning again in a few weeks. I can't remember the exact date, so just know that, that will, this topic will come up again. But number five is respect and appreciate money. Overcoming under-earning isn't limited to pocketing a fatter check, but to achieving financial independence. And financial independence really does not come from what you earn. It comes from what you do with what you make. So there's four rules to, for respecting money. The first is spend less, which means only buy what you can easily afford. Save more, which means pay yourself first. Invest wisely, so put money in assets that grow in value over time. And the last thing is to give generously, so use your money to make a difference. So we will talk about point number five more next time we come together. Um, we're right at 10 o'clock here, so I hope everybody has a fabulous Shackley day and a fabulous Shackley week. Like I said, we'll be here same time, same place next week. Topic next week won't be overcoming under-earning, but we will come back to this. So have a great day, everybody, and thanks for all the participation. Goodbye. <laughs>